Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 5, Episode 4. In today's episode, I want to share with you a little bit about something that I've been learning in my life coach training and something that has been sort of roaming around in my head a little bit the last few days. And I just think it's something that can really help other people out and sort of figure out what it is that is happening to them because I feel a lot of us are sort of going through this shift. And so yeah, I just figured I'd sort of talk about what's going on with me behind the scenes a little bit and then just sort of my take on how this is all applicable in all of our lives. So without further ado, I don't know, it's like super early and I'm just in a really weird mood. But um, yeah, the thing I wanted to talk about today is something that I've learned through Martha Beck's um, life coach training. And I write about this in one of her books years and years ago and it really sort of stuck to me stuck with me and I didn't really quite understand it the way I'm understanding it now that I've been working on this for a while so I'll do my best to sort of explain how I've interpreted this whole thing and then ask you some questions so that you can reflect on your take on it so one of the things that I've learned over time is that when my body goes through these anxious moments or the anxiety builds up or I have this just sort of like blondness to me is that there is something that is off in my system in the way that I'm doing things and I never really had the words for it until I read Martha's books and I think one of the reasons why I've been so drawn to her work is because it really resonates with this part of myself that just knows this to be true. Now, it's weird because my entire life I have felt sort of these things and I've known these things, but I've never really said these things. And then here I am reading these books by this person who is just saying all the things that I've known all my life, but have never really been able to verbalize. So what I'm talking about is something called the essential self. And she goes into detail in her books. I think the one that really goes into it is um, finding your own North Star. I think that's the one that kind of goes more into detail of, of the essential self. And really what it is, is we all are born, naturally, we're all born, that's just a given, (laughs) and we all have this part of ourselves that is, you know, what she calls the essential self. It's this part that is just our true nature. It's, you know, how we were born, who we are without all the added stuff that comes with being in a society. What happens over time as we get older um, and you can start to see this, you know, really early on in, in children is society and culture tells us what's acceptable and what's not. And we sort of abandon our essential self and we stick with our, what she calls our social self. And 
what ends up happening a lot of the times is the social self sort of takes over and wants to be in control and you know like we only listen to that part of ourselves that part that thinks about if things are acceptable what will people think how will you know my life change if i actually do what i want to do um, all of those things and so what ends up happening is a lot of us end up living lives that our social selves are totally happy with because you know we're socially accepted and we're doing all the right things and we are going through the motions of what society and culture has promised us you know will lead to happiness contentment whatever fill in the blank and somehow it still doesn't feel right something is off something is missing you may have the most perfect life perfect quote-unquote you know whatever that means to you and still something is not feeling right um and so what i've learned is that that simply means that your essential self is like hey um yeah this is not working for me (laughs) this is not what i really want to be doing this is not true to who i actually am and i relate this to my own personal life you know when i was teaching in the past it was a lot of I went to college, I did the right thing, I got married, I had my baby, I mean everything was just like I was following this path that was set out for me that really meant that I was supposed to be happy, I was supposed to have all the things and from the outside perspective it really did look like that. I mean I had this amazing husband, I had this wonderful child and I'm not bashing on them at all but something had been really off and I couldn't really pinpoint what it was. Um, And a lot of the times in order to get to the root cause of like what that is, you have to sort of dissolve everything in your life, I guess you could say, and kind of figure out, oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. I don't even want to do these things. And so you come at this at this crossing point crossroads or i swear i can't really talk this morning but you sort of come to this point in your life where you have to sort of face that about yourself like i don't know if i actually want to do the things that i'm doing and i think a lot of us are feeling that way you know the last few years with the pandemic and everything it it brought that to the surface And so when I started my coaching training, you know, we worked a lot on this and everyone just has the same common language and it gave me the tools to really sit down and analyze, you know, like, what is it that I really want to do? You know, what, what is my essential self essentially is the question I had to ask myself. And there's a bunch of exercises that we do and stuff like that, but really when it comes down to it is for me overcoming this fear that my social self is the one that is loved and accepted and people praise. And so if I don't have her at the forefront and I don't allow her to take charge, then I run the risk of not being loved. And I think that is a huge childhood wound for me that I'm currently still working on. And so for me to say, you know what, my social self can just take a seat for now. Um, It's terrifying, the thought of doing things that I I actually want to do and being 
authentic to who I am um, feels really threatening and it's really scary. And I guess maybe the reason why I wanted to do this specific episode is because doing this and talking about it, it makes it less scary for me and it makes it more open for other people to sort of join in in this endeavor, you know, this journey that we're all sort of going through. So with that background, I kind of want to say that it's important that you identify these two parts of yourself. You know, who is your social self? What does this person do? How do they behave? What do they, you know, do in order to be socially accepted? And then who is your essential self? You know, a lot of the ways that we think about it is, what did you do as a kid that just made you feel sort of like come alive? You know, what are the things that you do that help you be in that flow state that just like you're connected to yourself, to something higher than yourself, that, that, those kinds of things. And when do you feel like your most true self, um, without really caring what other people think? And so sort of having that in the background as I continue my story here. So, all of this to say that yesterday I had a therapy session and I found this therapist a little over a year ago. Um, the really cool thing about having this relationship with this therapist is that, well, one, she's my therapist and like she's just really good at what she does. And two, she's also certified as a life coach through this Martha Beck training that I'm doing, which is super random and crazy. And like I, when I saw that she was certified as a life coach, I was like, oh, that's really cool because I'm sort of interested. Like, I wonder how this would be different. Well, the really cool thing that's happening and that has been happening is that when I go to therapy, we also have this sort of common language about the life coach training. So when I bring something up that I'm sort of working through in this training, she kind of runs with it because she has all the background and all the knowledge, particularly to this specific training. And so yesterday I went to therapy and we've, we've been doing something called brain spotting. It's very similar to EMDR, um, but essentially is, you know, you look at a spot on, she has this little pointer. I think I've talked about this in another episode before, but she has this little pointer that I look at and we find the spot where um, I either feel really activated in my body or I feel like this like sense of calm. And so what we did yesterday is we sort of worked with these two parts of myself and one of them we called, you know, the social self. And so it was like, I found the spot on the wall that made it. Make, gave me that like panicky feeling that like I'm nervous about to speak in front of a group of people and like my chest feels really tight. And so there's this particular spot that I look at that made my body feel that way. Um, and then we found this other spot that sort of gave me that calm and peaceful feeling. And for me, it always shows up in my hands, like whenever I'm in flow or whenever I feel really peaceful, my hands feel really tingly. I don't know why that happens, but that's just my body's sign to me that like, oh, this is a good, this is a good place, right? Not that the other place is bad, but you know what I mean. And so what we did um, in this brain spotting session is we tried going back and forth from one to the other. So being activated and then being in like that calm state. And the idea is that your brain sort of rewires itself. It processes through this trauma that you might be holding on to. Um, because what happens a lot of the times in talk therapy is you use the front part of your brain. And so you're having to process a lot of these things with words. Um, but a lot of these experiences, like you can't access with that part of your brain. You have to go from like the 
I don't know what part of the brain I'm thinking about, but this other part of your brain and a lot of it happens in your body. And so I'm going back and forth and the sort of topic that we were working with was, okay, so I have this social self that really wants to fit in. It wants to be liked. I'm having a really hard time these days with really understanding how to sort of mesh the two together. And so I'm finding myself jumping back and forth. Like I'm teaching, I'm with the kids. I am having a great time and my essential self is just so happy. Like we're painting, we're dancing, we're just like having a good time. I'm in the moment, I'm present, I'm just like in the flow state, right? And then an adult walks in the room and I instantly snap out of it and I turn into my social self who wants to be seen as a good person. So I do and say the right things and then I get all awkward and I say these weird things and I start like hyper-focusing on the kid's behavior and like they're not sitting still so therefore I'm a bad teacher and so I get all in my head about it and there's just like this huge disconnect and so when I came to therapy with yesterday I was like okay I really just want to sort of explore this idea of what's going on with these two selves like what do they need to do so that I can just sort of be without jumping back and forth because I love being in my essential self. Like that's just, that feels good. But when I'm in my social self, I'm just not in a good place. And so I need to sort of figure out what's happening here. So we did that with the brain spotting. Um, And if you've never heard of brain spotting, you can look it up. It's actually really cool. Um, So what I ended up doing is so I look at the spot on the wall and then for me personally, it's easier if I just like close my eyes once I find that spot and I just sort of let my brain do whatever it needs to do. Like I've learned to let go and just lift my hands up, be like, whatever happens, happens because my brain has so many memories stored in it that it'll pull up from something and it'll use that memory or that visual representation of whatever to tell a story to sort of complete that cycle that it was stuck in. And so uh, as I'm thinking about my social self and my essential self, you know, looking at these two different spots in the wall, I sort of, I started with my essential self and I, I just have this like memory of being at my tia Alta's house. And if you don't know who my tia Alta is, it's my favorite aunt in the whole entire world. She passed away um, at the beginning of was it this year or last year? Oh my gosh, I can't even, I think it was this year. Yeah, she passed away at the beginning of this year. Has it been a year already? I can't even remember. What year is it? I don't know. Oh my gosh, I like, I totally drew a blank. Anyways, um, she passed away sort of recently-ish. <laughs> and this person was just the most unbelievable human being on planet Earth. Like she just, I don't even know how to describe her you were around her and you just felt instantly soothed and calmed. And I feel like she was the only adult in my life who really saw me for my essential self. Like she was just there and just saw me. And I think she did that with everybody. But anyways, so I got this memory of being at her house and she had these like Russian dolls, you know, the ones that like starts with the big one, you open it up, there's a smaller one and you kind of go through that process like seven or eight times until you find this tiny little one. And so I got this memory of, of that. And as I kind of, in my mind, as a little kid started opening them up, every time I opened up a doll, it was like a different part of myself where I was like in flow or I was 
being myself without caring what the world thought about me. So it's like me as like a five-year-old playing Hot Wheels. I loved Hot Wheels cars. And then it was me playing with mud pies at my grandma's house. And then it was me sitting down on the floor writing, like all the things that I was doing that just made me feel really connected to myself. And so I did all that. I was like, well, that's really interesting. Kind of just noticing, not really, you know, making meaning of it, just sort of noticing it. And so then I switched spots and I went to my social self. And as I transferred over to that sort of part of my brain, I carried the little tiny doll that was in the middle of the Russian dolls thinking like, oh, this is my essential self. I found her, right? Like that's her. And I, I, this is so weird because I don't know how to describe it without making it sound really crazy and weird. But as I was kind of transferring over to that really spot on the, the spot on the wall that really made me feel anxious and sort of like, I don't know, just uncomfortable. It's like all the versions of myself walked up to this cliff and they wanted to like connect with the same, like, age person like me (laughs) but the social part of me and so I like didn't know how to bridge it and then I realized like I'm holding the little Russian doll in my hand and it's like the smallest one and then I was like okay that's my essential self and then out of nowhere this like concept of like well no that's not your essential self your essential self is the big Russian doll that encompasses everybody else And what you need to do is just embrace all parts of yourself. And I've talked about this in a previous episode. And then I imagined my little essential selves, like the different versions of me, hugging the social parts of me. And I don't know how to describe it, but I just felt this sense of relief. Like my brain did something weird. It just like released something. And tears just start rolling down my face. Like I'm not hyperventilating, crying, but I'm like legit just releasing something. And that sense of tightness in my chest just sort of like washed over me. And I realized that this entire time I've been trying to find my essential self, like the Russian dolls and like thinking it's somewhere deep inside of me, not realizing that like it's the outer shell really that's my essential self. And I just had it backwards. Like that's it. Like I just had this whole concept backwards my entire life. I thought I was supposed to present myself to this, to the world in this curated, like perfect sort of way while hiding that inner part of myself that is true to be like, that that's true to me, like hiding that part of myself inside. And I realized, oh no, that's not what, that's not what feels right. What feels right is if my essential self is the outer shell and then my social self is a part of myself because I need her, right? Like I can't just go off of what I want to do all the time. Like there's certain things that actually need to happen in order for me to function in society. I just can't allow her to be the bigger Russian doll. Anyways, why am I sharing all of this with you? It's like a really weird way to tell you that we all have these parts of ourselves and I don't know, just going to therapy yesterday and sort of having this aha moment and this relief and sort of just processing through that. Okay, I think I understand now. Like, I've been trying to get my social self to like either go away or get rid of her without realizing that what I really needed to do is to embrace her, like physically embrace her, like hug her. The other thing that happened after I I got that aha and I was crying is I saw myself now as an adult going to my 
crib, you know, that apparently I had as a baby. I don't remember what it looked like, obviously, but I was in the apartment um, that I remember living in when I was a tiny little kid and it was really dark and I like walked in and I held myself as a baby. Um, And there's so much relief in that. I think I just wasn't held enough. I don't know. I don't know what happened. And so just that act of going back and giving myself what I needed that I never got just really sort of, I felt this sense of relief. And then I switched back to the essential self spot and I kept getting this image of like this yellow light just sort of like washing over me. And then when I was with the social self, it was like I was in this room that was like really deep, dark blue. And I realized that the reason at the end, you know, because we process everything at the end, um, we try to process, you know, what happened with words, although sometimes it's hard to do. You know, I realized that I think the reason why I really love the Starry Night painting is because it really encompasses the feelings I get from these two parts of myself. There's a yellow that just kind of washes over everything and it feels peaceful. And it's like when I'm at my true self and I just let things happen and I'm curious and it's playful and it's bright and it just like feels good. And I can tap into that part of myself. Like when I walk into a room and if I'm in that sort of presence, like, I feel it, right? Like it's not a thought or like it's not in my brain, but it's in my body. I feel it. And then there's that part of myself, the social self, that's like the deep dark blue. And I think about the painting, it's like it's the majority of the painting with a few bright spots of the yellow. And it sort of just like washes over everything. And all it really needs is some space to be like my social self just needs a place to be. It just needs to be accepted and embraced and hugged and loved and just sort of accepted for who she is. And like, yes, I know you want to keep me safe and I appreciate that. And so I sort of brought this up in the other episode about, you know, accepting all parts of ourselves with the internal family system. So it's sort of very similar to that concept, but it's very different when you're doing it in this sort of therapy environment where that's all you're doing. You're sort of like there's no other responsibilities in that hour, hour and a half that I'm sharing space with this other person, you know, who is holding space for me. Like that is just it. There's nothing else to do. There's no phones ringing. Like that's just it. And so I think just really giving my social self the space and the time to sort of process through these feelings and thoughts and, you know, what's going on in life um, is really important. And I just didn't realize how much I needed to do that. Um, The one thing I will say, though, is that it's not all like, oh, I had this huge aha moment and it was everything was so easy afterwards. And I think one of the things that we sort of misconstrue, is that a word, about life is that we hear these stories and we talk to people and we just assume like, oh, that Maria went to therapy and then she, you know, combined her essential and social self and it was all perfect afterwards. And it's like, that's not at all what happened. Like, no, I actually had a really hard day yesterday and I was really irritable and I was crying for the rest of the day, like, um, which is pretty typical. Like it'll happen when I have a really um, strong brain spotting session or something like that. Like there's just like a lot of release that needs to happen. And so trying to find a way to continue that process without bringing my entire family down with me. <laughs> I laugh now. It wasn't very funny yesterday. Um, 
it's it's a learning process and it's yeah it's just gonna take it's just it just is what it is and learning and growing from that and just sort of understanding that it's all a process and it's not about getting it perfect or getting it or being right or you know it's not about that it's about being a human being and understanding that we are complex and that there's so much to us especially as highly sensitive people like we've taken on so much from the world and a lot of us are people pleasers and our social selves tend to take over so that we feel safe and undoing some of that in our brain is a lot of hard work and it's not pretty and it's messy and it's uncomfortable and it looks really ugly sometimes and that's okay like our essential self doesn't really care about all of that you know she just wants to be and so I think wrapping this episode up because I really have to go get ready um who is your essential self? Like, have you ever stopped to wonder that? If you are familiar with Martha's work or, you know, you've been listening to me for a while, what is it about the things that you do or your life that just really light you up, that make you feel being like you're in flow, all of that? And then who is your social self? You know, who is that part of you that acts a certain way in order to fit in or be socially accepted and how is that person holding you back and what does that part of you need you know for me it was like she just really needed to be held and she needed some space to just sort of be and be acknowledged and saying like wow you've been working really hard like you can take a break now it's okay like you're gonna be okay um you don't need to work so hard anymore and so you know sitting there and really thinking about these questions for your own life um it can be really transformative and also really terrifying at the same time um (laughs) there's that duality again I keep thinking about it and you know yesterday in my session it came about with like the colors and I was trying to explain to my therapist, I was like, yeah, like my, my essential self, like it's just yellow. Like that's the color that it, like, that's what I feel. Like I feel colors. It's really weird. She's like, well, and I'm like, but I can't really describe my social self. And when she's like, what color would you give it? And I was like that deep, dark blue. Like there's like this depth to her, like the social self just really, so many layers to it. It's like at the bottom of the ocean type of feeling. And man, that just like really hit hard for me that like the two of them can coexist together and they need to they need to work together and they need to just sort of communicate with each other and I mean I came home and I'm like how do I word all of this to my family like I can't there's a process and so part of that is really just processing through this through this episode so I hope you really enjoyed it I know it was a little weird and that's okay um this is my essential self talking now (laughs) I'm chuckling because I, yeah, I am, I am a little weird and that's, that's good. That's just who I am. Um, but yes, so I hope that this week you sort of take this in and I'm like not congested. I'm just like nasally right now. Sorry. <clears throat> I hope that you take this in and that you have a great week and that you sort of stop and pay attention to these parts of yourself. You know, what are they trying to tell you? Are you... Yeah, what do you, I don't know, what do you want? What do I want? You know, I'm still figuring out a lot of this stuff. So thanks for listening. 
uh, I know that it's it's kind of up and down sometimes these days and I guess that's just life I was talking to a student this week and sort of coaching her through this you know intensity of emotions that can come up and yeah it's like I tell my my oldest it's like a roller coaster you know it goes up and down and you know there's going to be a loop in there somewhere and you just sort of ride it and yesterday I was in one of those like super crazy roller coasters and now it's sort of calmed down so yeah just sort of learning how to lean into that part of myself and um just accepting it and saying that's that there doesn't need to have a meaning behind it it just is so I hope that you have a great week and that you got something out of this episode um yeah really if you're interested in more of this work check out Martha Beck she's got like a gazillion books and she does a blog and podcast and I mean you can find so much information so much more information about all this but um yeah I hope you had a great time listening to this and I will talk to you later adios